Welcome to the Cherokee Tribune Ledger Podcast. Today is Saturday, February 4th, and on this day in 1913, the great Rosa Parks was born. In fact, Dr. Martin Luther King used to say himself that it was not a black and white issue, but it was right and wrong. I'm Dan Ratcliffe, and here are your top stories presented by Credit Union of Georgia. A CCSD panel encouraged parents to monitor their kids' internet activities. Cobb honored female athletes on National Girls and Women in Sports Day. And nine county football players signed their national letters of intent to go to the next level. We'll have all this and more coming up on the Cherokee Tribune Ledger podcast. You deserve better than your bank. Better service, better rates, better solutions. Now is the perfect time to make the switch to Credit Union of Georgia, the better way to bank. Credit Union of Georgia is a homegrown, not-for-profit cooperative that will provide you with personalized customer service, a network of more than 30,000 accessible ATMs across the country, and convenient locations right here in Cherokee County, including the brand-new Hickory Flat Branch. Become a member today or apply for a loan online at cuofga.org. Credit Union of Georgia the better way to bank. Most importantly, don't keep secrets from grown-ups about the internet. If you get a message from anyone that tells you to keep the message a secret, get help from an adult you trust right away. Parents need to be aware of what's going on in their kids' lives online, in addition to offline panelists at a Cherokee County School District Forum said Tuesday. As part of its Parent University series, CCSD brought in professionals from the school district, a school police officer, a counselor, and a prosecutor to discuss cyberbullying and social media's impact on local students. Panelists agreed that parents need to have conversations with their kids about the internet and social media and create a safe environment where children can come to them if there's a problem. Touching on that, one of of my big frustrations over the years is that when parents call me, usually after they follow a report about a crime involving the internet and children, I talk to the parents and I say, well, all right, your kid was talking to this person on Instagram and your child's 11 years old, you know Instagram's meant for 13-year-olds, right? Yeah, okay. Um, So... Do you know the name of the person? Well, no, not really. Well, do you know their profile name? I said, well, yeah, it says, it says Big Player 101. Okay, well, what's his, what's his profile name? What's his, that's his vanity name. What's his real username? Parents don't know that because they don't use Instagram, so they don't understand it. And then the voice inside my head, and I never say it, says, if you don't know it, why are you letting your kids use it? Um, so that's, that's something to keep in mind is that Y'all don't know so much about technology and your local kids using these devices and these tools. It's like giving a kid a loaded chainsaw and you don't know how to you don't know how to start it up yourself. In my practice and my philosophy, I found that what I call special time or quality time, sitting down and building a digital relationship with your child can be a huge benefit in, in opening up the door for them, increasing their likelihood to come to you and talk to you. And the way that I explain this to parents is I encourage all of you to do this. Everybody here can do this, and it only takes maybe five minutes a day. Pick three days out of the week for maybe five, 10 to 15 minutes and sit down with your child and say, hey, why don't you show me a video that made you laugh today? Why don't you show me who who you're subscribed to and tell me why you're subscribed to them? Why do you like Mr. Beast so much? Who are some of the influencers that you follow on Instagram and why? And sit down and really be curious and inquisitive with them and enter into their world. And because I can give you a baseline as well as like, what are they looking at? What are they engaged in? What are they involved in? A poll of attendees showed 76% of parents had not had a child disclose that they had been cyberbullied. Unlike previous generations who could leave their problems with peers when they went home from school, with social media, bullying follows today's students home, hurting their mental health. 
High school students are less confident than they were before social media, according to Creekview High School Principal Michael Santoro. Uh, I, I think the self-esteem aspect of it, which was touched on, um, that's seemingly there are less confident students than there were 15, 20 years ago, if that makes sense. Um, I, you know, the teenagers are, are difficult enough figuring out who you are, what you are going to be, who you're going to be that with, what group you're going to be involved in, and um, it's very rare to see somebody post something bad about themselves. So the only images our students are seeing are wonderful images of how great somebody else's life is, and after you just had a bad day and got a 72 on the test, you're worse because they're having a better life. It is a fake image. We know that. Uh, as adults, we know that. Um, but, you know, we still scroll through stuff and see people vacationing all the time and say, man, I wish I was there. Um, so, so we're as prone to it as anybody else. But I have seen the confidence level and, and maybe the, the ability to interact socially decrease in, in the last 15 years. And I think a lot of that has to do with this constant comparison to something that isn't Ashley Snow, a Cherokee County Deputy Chief Assistant District Attorney for Juvenile Court, warned that the Internet can give children access to content that's not appropriate for kids. Many young children, as young as nine, are exposed to child pornography, she said, and some try to act out or experiment with behavior that breaks families apart. It's also common for children to share information with strangers on the Internet, not realizing the risks. She recommended that parents restrict their children's access to the internet, video game devices, and cell phones. So when things in the future seem uncertain or, you know, I don't know what the next day brings, I know I can always look to my teammates that surround me for motivation to, you know, keep playing and doing what I love. Athletes from all six Cherokee County High Schools celebrated the annual National Girls and Women in Sports Day on January 30th at Woodstock High School. More than 500 female athletes participated as NGWSD recognized the contributions they made in their sports and celebrated their positive influence on the landscape. The day is celebrated in all 50 states and Cherokee County has hosted its own event since 2005. Each year, the program chooses a coach to honor for their contributions and support of the area's female athletes. Woodstock Athletic Director Julie Crow earned this year's award and was also acknowledged for her 20 years as the Wolverines girls basketball coach. Cherokee County's 18 female wrestlers were recognized with the Trailblazer Award for their participation in a historically male-dominated sport. Each school has an Athlete of the Year recipient along with an alumna and Team of the Year. Cherokee's Athlete of the Year was Lexi Pavis, Creekview's was Ansley Pettit, and Astrid Medina was honored from Etowah. Matea Gale was River Ridge's honoree, Laurel Blaze earned the award from Sequoia, and Hannah Obernoff was Woodstock's winner. Creekview also honored alumna Olivia Mines, who was tragically lost in a car accident in 2022. Nine Cherokee County football players put pen to paper Wednesday, signing their national letters of intent to join college football programs. Etowah led the way with three signees, followed by Creekview, River Ridge, and Sequoia with two. Etowah kicker Carson Allen made one of the biggest splashes, signing with a Southeastern Conference school in Mississippi State. He was a five-star kicker as rated by Coles Kicking, and he was the number 42 ranked kicker in the class of 2023. Etowah also had two defensive backs signed Wednesday, with Frank Mosley going to West Virginia State and Jameer Maxime to Reinhardt. 
Sequoia also had a pair of defensive backs signed in Cantrell Davis at Tuskegee and Ridley Joseph at Concordia St. Paul. Creekview offensive defensive lineman Anthony Caraballo inked his letter with Huntingdon, while fullback defensive lineman Jacob Hefner signed as a preferred walk-on at Furman. Defensive lineman Ethan Anderson at Warner and offensive lineman Reed Albers at center were River Ridge's signees. Woodstock did not have any signees Wednesday, though it had two players signed with Division I programs during the early signing period in Adonis Garcia at Wofford and Tyler Douthit at Samford. Cherokee is expected to have two players sign on a later date in Kyan Simmons and Ryan Martin. Canton Mayor Bill Grant is excited to address the Interstate 575 exit at Hickory Flat Highway into the city this year, he told attendees at a Cherokee County Chamber of Commerce event Thursday. Grant, Canton City Council members Brooke Schmidt, Joellen Wilson, and Sean Tolan, and City Manager Bill Pepper shared updates about the city with local community and business leaders at the Cherokee County Chamber of Commerce's Good Morning Cherokee meeting Thursday. Grant, the council members, and Peppers shared a number of statistics and bullet points showcasing how Canton has grown and continues to grow with the guidance of the city's roadmap to success. The eight tenets of the city's roadmap are creating great neighborhoods, celebrating the diversity of our community, advancing regional economic success, enhancing historic downtown Canton, sustaining our natural environment, connecting citizens to parks and recreation, improving infrastructure for future demands, and leading with excellence. In 2022, Canton saw its population grow to over 35,000, about five times its population from the year 2000, which was 7,000. Engineer Solutions of Georgia, we guarantee a stable dry foundation. With over 30 years of experience and a lifetime of support, residential and commercial, hey, we do it all. How could I forget to mention the bicycle is a good invention? Sitting there in a silent movie beside the only girl who really ever knew me. A new small business allows people to enjoy downtown Woodstock and get in a little exercise along the way. Here's community reporter Matt Golden with more. Regulars to Woodstock may have noticed a new addition to the entertainment and lifestyle of Main Street, a quadricycle capable of carrying up to 12 people. The vehicle, which features music, will have a mounted TV for trivia and sports events, changing how visitors to the downtown will experience Woodstock and its many venues and vendors. Prospective customers can grab a beverage and jump on for a ride as the bike follows a circuit around downtown. The bike is owned and operated by local startup Pedal Punk ATL, which was founded by Amy Moore, a Woodstock local with decades of experience as an occupational therapist. Moore traces her idea back to the COVID lockdown when the school she was working at was one of the first to close its door. She thought of a way to combine the active slice of life in Woodstock with a community of bikers and runners that frequent its many trails and the fun side of its entertainment district. Given her connection to Woodstock, Moore decided it was a natural place for her to begin her first business. She credits some of the inspiration for her idea to a small business class she took, which was offered by the UGA Small Business Development Center at Kennesaw State University. 
Daniel McCoy, a mentor, worked tirelessly to help her find a startup business lender during the pandemic. She also found help from the city of Woodstock. The bike has a route around downtown Woodstock with certain shops where patrons may get on or off. Each customer will get a wristband that marks the hour that has been paid for. The bike has two to three stops along its route, including the public parking lot of Wheeler Street and the lot near Reformation Brewery. Pedal Punk ATL has been offering rides since December 10th, though the official ribbon cutting won't be until this spring. For more on the story, please get to TribuneLedgerNews.com. For the Cherokee Tribune Ledger Podcast, I'm Matt Golden. Susan Treadaway has taken an administrative oath as Cherokee County's acting district attorney after former DA Shannon Wallace was sworn in as a Superior Court judge. Chief Superior Court Judge Ellen McElia swore in Susan Treadaway as acting DA of the Blue Ridge Judicial Circuit serving Cherokee County January 31st. Katie Gropper was sworn in as Chief Assistant District Attorney. The change comes after Governor Brian Kemp swore in Wallace in Atlanta January 30th. Kemp appointed Wallace to the newly created fourth judicial seat on the Superior Court. Treadaway will hold the position of Acting District Attorney pending Governor Kemp's appointment of Wallace's successor. There was a three-way tie for the 2023 star student for Cherokee County this year. Griffin Bond and Braden Flournoy from Cherokee High School, as well as Avi Stein from Etowah High School, were recognized last week at the annual star student and teacher recognition ceremony hosted at the Canton Theater by the Canton Lions Club, which has been the local sponsor since the star program began in 1958. The winners were selected from the eight star students named for each of the seven high schools in Cherokee County. The Cherokee County School District recognizes its high school students with the highest SAT scores and their teachers through the Student Teacher Achievement Recognition Program. The star student honor is awarded to the high school senior from each Georgia public and private high school with the highest score on any single test date of the SAT and who also ranks in the top 10% or top 10 students of his or her class based on GPA. Each honored student is invited to select his or her favorite teacher to be named that school's star teacher. For a complete list of CCSD honorees, you can go to TribuneLedgerNews.com. I'm Jeffrey Drake with Drake Realty. I want to share with small businesses one of the smartest moves we ever made in real estate. We bought our business properties and did not lease our offices, and we paid ourselves instead of our landlords. It was an additional revenue source for our company without any additional work. If you are two years in business and occupy over 50% of the space, you very well might qualify for a no money down loan to buy your business property. Whether it's an office property, retail, industrial, or any other number of commercial properties, you may qualify. Owning your business property could eliminate or reduce the check you send to the IRS. Owning your place of work will also enable you to use additional equity to borrow or save. Please call me at 678-708-6885 or visit drakerealty.com and see if we can help you build equity and wealth in your business. Thanks again for listening to today's Cherokee Tribune Ledger podcast. Did you know over 50% of Americans listen to podcasts weekly? Make sure you join us for our next episode and share this podcast on social media with your friends and family. Add us to your Alexa Flash Briefing or Google Home Briefing and be sure to like, follow, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast is a production of BG Ad Group. Darren Sutherland, Executive Producer. Doug Harding, Creative Director. Jacob Sutherland, Director. 
producers Jason Gentarola and Matt Golden, and Jin Rei Zhang, video producer. All rights reserved. <laughs>